0: Whether you're reading it for the first time or the hundredth, you will always find something new within the words of John's Gospel. While simultaneously being the easiest to read from new believers, the Gospel of John is a beautifully woven masterpiece with, loaded with deep theological insight that only the closest of Jesus' followers could express. In this book, we'll explore many themes like light versus darkness, life and death, and what it means to be born again. As stated by John, the purpose of his Gospel is to convince the readers that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that if you believe in him, You will have eternal life. Join us as we embark on our journey through John's gospel. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. And we'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. Alrighty, so we are diving into uh, the back part of John chapter 19, um, where... The last time we talked, the past two podcasts, the first was the arrest and the pretty much the, the trial of Jesus. Um, the last one was the conviction of Jesus, and now we're on to um, the last part of it, I think, and that's the crucifixion of Jesus, the death and the burial of him. And so we have quite a bit of um, scholarly information to go through today, yeah, as well as Holy Spirit led information, um, as we normally do. But uh, I've been enjoying um, this time, and so what better way to get started now than to just again dive on in. Let's do it. As we normally do. Um, So first and foremost, um, if you remember the last two podcasts, we saw Jesus being arrested. Um, We saw him standing before... um, Pilate. Yeah, Pilate and Caiaphas and the high priest and all that other stuff, and then... The Jewish people had to choose between um, uh, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus the Messiah, if you remember that properly. Um, and so this imagery right right now is actually quite interesting because um, not only right now it is Passover, right? And we know that Jesus is our Passover lamb. For those of us who are not familiar with Passover, um, Passover was um, the time of Exodus when when the, um, the death angel passed over their house, they sacrificed the lamb and put the, the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of their house. And so what they did was, um, once that happened, they, they ate a, a meal. And then they put it into tra- tradition that um, from that day on, that that their ancestors would start practicing in day remembrance um, for that. So what they would do is they would come together um, as a pil- pilgrimage festival. And, um, they would, um, yeah, they would bring, uh, sacrifices to the temple. They would bring offerings to the temple. They would get together with family and they would, um, have this week long festival celebration of, um, remembrance for what happened during Passover. Another thing that we're going to also look at right now is, um, that, that yes, Jesus is our Passover lamb, but he's also a fulfillment of every single sacrifice and every single holiday that the Jewish people had, primarily, um, the one that I really want to bring up is the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, which typically happens in our calendar around September. See, what would happen is um, during Yom Kippur, um, the the priests would offer a sacrifice of a bull up for themselves. They would pr- completely strip down naked, take a bath, offer a sacrifice, then they would sprinkle the inside of the tabernacle with the bull's blood. Okay, and then they would go into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle the mercy seat with the the, the the blood as well. And then they're brought before people, two goats. The one goat for the sin offering of the people, and then there was the goat for Azazel. Now the goat for Azazel was taken and sent out of the city the priest would lay his hands on the goat's head, and cast all of the um, the the sins of the people onto the goat, and the goat would be sent off into the desert to die. The other goat would be sacrificed um, for for the sins of the people as well. But in that process, you see the people and the priests picking a goat, just like you know um, the people and the priests picked. Which person they wanted to let go and which person they wanted to crucify. So, in doing so, you know, it also fulfills the Day of Atonement, which, you know, allows the priest to go behind the veil. Um, And as we know here in a little bit, Jesus is about to take the veil and and tear it in half.
1: Thank God that gives us victory.
0: Right. And then it turns us into now high priests who can access him every single day. And so, um, yeah. So we're going to see Jesus being led outside of the city. The sins of the people are going to be upon him just like the goats. Right. And, um, yeah, we're going to see Jesus take on the full burden and and be put to death in our place. So um, verse 17, it says this. So they took Jesus, and he went out bearing his own cross to a place called the Place of the Skull, which is in Aramaic Golgotha. Um, There they crucified him, and with two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read the inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Aramaic in Latin and in Greek so the chief of priests of the Jews said to Pilate do not write King of the Jews but rather write this man said I am the king of the Jews Pilate answered what I have written I have written so see people some people think that that Jesus's crucifixion was like miles outside of the city no, no it was right outside of the city is a, a form of humiliation and punishment um, to the criminals what would if again if you've seen the chosen, you, you you will see where the crucifixions typically took place. They took place right outside of the city, as people were passing by going into the city, so that because like as again, it's like a form of um, punishment and a form of ridicule, a form of embarrassment.
1: Well, I was uh, I had the fortunate opportunity to go to the Holy Lands and uh, I saw the Golgotha where the you know the face of the skull in the in the in the rock in the mountain, and so. Jerusalem is below the mountains, a little above, so it's a high place. Yeah. So everyone to see it, you're going to yeah. see it. You no matter where you are, <coughs> up closer at a distance. Right. It will be seen. Yeah. So 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 yeah. It it is as people are entering or walking by or s- standing in the town. It's a, it's a high place. Yeah. And so the crucifixion is known.
0: Yeah, I mean which. There's a lot of symbolism there right. um, because in, in ancient Hebrew literature, mountains were very significant, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, if you read through prophecies of the Old Testament, they would, they would be talking about the mountain of the Lord. right? Um, it was believed that the Garden of Eden was actually set atop of a, of a mountain. Um, it's, it's what, what it's called in the Hebraic. It was a, it was a cosmic mountain where right. where Eden was lifted up and heaven and earth were met together in that place um and so in in hebrew mythology and and pretty much any other typical mythology around the world whether it be norse um any type of pagan mythology like um egyptian mythology or or greek mythology there's things like mount olympus right you know and 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 places like that where um these mountains had significant power and meaning um meaning like you know they believed in the ancient times that the mountains were the places of the gods and so um, seeing that Jesus's crucifixion was not just on a cross, he was ascended on a cross, but he was ascended on top of a mountain on a cross was so significant because the fact that, you know, that symbolizes that, that he is reunifying heaven and earth together. Right. Um, he's making heaven and earth one again. And so, I mean, th- there's a really, really deep study on mountains. Cause like, in Exodus, it talks about Moses going up on top of the mountain, meeting with God. You know, mountains were meeting places. We see Jesus on Transfiguration; you know, he goes on top of the mountain and meets with God. So that's that's so symbolic to the to the Jewish reader well, you, um, that we don't really catch on to.
1: Yeah, you, even in comparison, the symbolism of Abraham offering Isaac the son on a mountain. On a mountain. And, and he went to the place where God showed him. Right.
0: So therefore, where did Elijah go when he wanted to meet the, with God on, on top of a mountain? mountain
1: Cleft of a rock. You know, right there. Yeah. And so you know that that very spot, that very moment, that very instant, here is God showing Himself to mankind <clears throat> what He's willing to do. He's willing to give His Son to die on mm-hmm. the cross. Yeah. As the Lamb. Yeah. The ultimate yeah. Lamb.
0: Yeah and that's so 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 significant. And what people don't realize, like I said, in our time and era they read it, oh yeah, it's just a mountain, but like it's it's so much more than a right, mountain. Right. It's prophecy of
1: the Old Testament being fulfilled Correct. through Jesus. And and if you think about the lamb, I mean, let's let's go back in comparison. You you brought it up. Let's go back with Moses and all those in in Egypt. You know, in the last plague before the release, yeah, you probably know where we're going, right? Before the release of all the Israelites, they had to offer a lamb, yeah, and they for With the, the Passover, yeah, for the Passover. So therefore, thus Passover—that's the meaning of it, yeah. So therefore, them offering a lamb that meant that each household, each person had to have the lamb in their home, right? And thus, therefore, the Bible talks about that our bodies, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have to allow the lamb be seen in our own home, our body, our temple, right. and so, so when, so, so there, there's a nation full of lambs, yeah. And here, Jesus, God lifted His Son high and lifted up. You know, just like when when Moses had to take the brazen serpent because yeah, the there was serpent and lift it up, yeah, and lift it up. So the symbolic of healing, yeah, He was lifted up above the rest, so people would look upon. And receive the healing of Jesus.
0: Yeah, the healing from the poison. Yeah, once
1: and for all. And, and, and of course, the world's poison. The bite of you know, a serpent does bite. Yeah, That's even poisonous serpents. Not right. saying that the serpent bit Adam and Eve, but technically, I mean,
0: in in a, in a sense, yes, it did. Right. Um, I mean, to to an um, to an extent, yes,
1: it did. Like um, the effects. Mm-hmm. Um, It was poison. It poisoned their mind, their heart, their relationship. Right. There's a lot of things factored in in it. Absolutely. And
0: so, like, we see now, you know, Jesus being struck by the same serpent, Mm. but taking the full venom of its um, release upon us. Right. You know, he's taking it for us. And um, so Jesus is high and lifted up. He is exalted on his throne but um you know we 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 see him you know crowned we yeah. see him paraded through the city like a king would and now we see him on his throne right and so um the the uh, leader Pilate even puts above the cross that here's the king look upon your king here's your king and 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 now the Pharisees are are kind of ticked off and like no don't say that he says, you know,
1: say that he says he's the king. Mm. No, I'm going to put what I want. Pretty much is what Pilate said. And like we said last podcast, the government dubbed him as king, without exactly. realizing it. Right, and it's 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 kind of ironic. I mean, he comes in in a donkey. Normally, a king would come in in a white stallion, but he came in on a donkey. Yeah, you know, he 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 they celebrated his arrival, throwing palm branches down and worshiping. And here he is now being dubbed as King of the Jews, receives his crown of thorns, his robe, and now he is exalted on the cross <laughs> that all may look up right. to the king. To the healing. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, where does our our help come from look up it says lift up your eyes for where does your help come from from the lord yeah and he's lifted up and exalted on this mountain now for all of jerusalem to see and he
1: makes a statement in the decree there on a high place yeah sealed by his blood yeah he releases a decree a declaration it is finished that means the hold which I'm jumping ahead and yeah. apologize but there's I believe a lot of us know the events that has happened here but 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 which signifies his his declaring decreeing signifies that no more will the enemy lay hold of God's people there is a deliverance an exodus another exodus right,
0: right. and that's exactly right i mean um the spiritual bondage mhm that was on the people it's broken you know? but um if you think about it, like, what happened before the people were released from the exodus? The death of the firstborn sons in all of Egypt. Yeah. What happened before the mass exodus of humanity? The mm-hmm. death of God's firstborn. Yeah. His, you know, his unique son, his only begotten of the Father.
1: Well, when Jesus was born, even Herod was trying to murder all the two-year-olds up, you know, up to two. I mean, years. yeah, everything There's still re- symbolic and resembled correlated. Moses. I mean,
0: they, the authors did that for a reason. Of course, too.
1: of course. Yeah. Um, congruency of it all right
0: like slight embellishments to make people's sure. minds to go to oh wait that's the moses like figure because in the in the mosaic Deuteronomical uh prophecy there's a prophecy saying there there's gonna be a, pro- come a prophet like me like moses that's gonna set the people free mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so like you know all of the writers were trying to show people hey here's the correlation because even jesus what happened to jesus he escaped to egypt mm. when he was born to yeah. You know, and so what happened with Moses? Moses escaped to the hands of Egypt. Yep. You know, so it's just all this correlation of, you know, Jesus is this mosaic-like figure. He is this this figure that the prophecy was screaming about. He's right deliverer. in front of your face.
1: Yep. He, he, he is the new deliverer. Right. He's the fulfillment of all
0: the sacrifices and atonements that we try to make. Mm. He is that. And so people, the Pharisees, couldn't see it. They could not see who Jesus was because they were spiritually blind, and so, <coughs> excuse me, um, yeah, um, so Pilate, um, pretty much put Caiaphas in his place and said, you know, I'm I'm gonna write what I w- what I want to write. I'm in charge here. You're not, which shut Caiaphas up for a little bit. Um, it says, verse 23, the soldiers then um, who had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier, and also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but let us cast lots for it to see who it shall be. This was to fulfill scripture, which says, They divided my garments among them, um, and for my clothing, They cast lots. So the soldiers did these things by standing by the cross. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to his disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour on, the disciple took her, into his own home so basically you know he was giving john the responsibility to take care of of mary from that point on um thus adoption and we're yeah. just that's what we
1: are right we've been adopted into the family
0: right and then and that and then like that's completely symbolic to to what happens with us now correct that we're adopted and and now you know god is our father Right. Officially and officially. And and, and and we are his 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 child. Not by
1: our blood, but by his blood. His Yeah, because blood of the declaration that, that he spoke over. Yeah, us. that it is finished, that what was is not. Right. That everything that you knew now has changed. Yeah. And you don't realize it. Right. And I believe, Pastor and you and I have talked about this privately, but also we hear we've been hearing this in the spirit that Everything you know now has changed. Yeah, there has been a change and a shift in the body of Christ, and I believe that God is bringing us back towards this Passover of the covenant to be as a reminder how important covenant is yeah. in God's people, and also how important it is that, um, but that we as His people can receive Him as Father in us, yeah, for us, with
0: us, right? And that's so crucial. I mean, like I know, like. You know, we have to start realizing that you know we are children of God, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you know, through his death and resurrection, um he we are now joint heirs to the kingdom of God, yeah. Meaning we have an allotted portion again mm-hmm. to all of this. We have a say in all of this. We have, you know, authority in all of this because not what we've done, but because of the price that he's paid on Calvary, Amen. on, on, on Golgotha. I don't know. But, um, but that's, that's, that's just the biggest thing that um, that, that, this, that this is literally screaming to me. It's that that now, because of this, you know, the, the sonship is now restored you know, we we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. There's nothing separating us from being His, and and so that's why Jesus, I think, says. I mean, also he says it because Mary needs someone to take care of her. But yeah, so I mean, we're we're adopted into God's family, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um. Verse twenty-eight. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, he said to fulfill Scripture. I thirst. A jar full of soured wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the soured wine into hyssop branch mm. and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had finished and had received the sour wine, he said it is finished, and bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So that's so symbolic because they they used first and foremost on Passover Hyssop branch to anoint the door posts right. with blood. Right. Secondly, they used hyssop branch to anoint the tabernacle with the blood, right? And now we see Jesus being served a hyssop branch mm-hmm. um, with this with this wine, you know, held to his mouth. And so, it's just it's just a beautiful, poetic ending to the mosaic covenant. To the to to the laws of the Old Testament, to the to the sacrifices that Jesus is saying, you know, I am giving this once and for all for all of mankind. That way, you don't have to do the Day of Atonement anymore. Right. That way, you don't have to do Passover uh, sacrifices anymore. That way, you don't have to go celebrate these holidays and rituals anymore because I'm fulfilling all of it right here, Absolutely. right now for you. Absolutely. Which is, you know, it's it's ironic because, you know, all of this is just completely being fulfilled by Jesus. And so it's just a beautiful, like I said, a beautiful picture of, of Jesus taking everything into himself
1: and finalizing it once and for all. He becomes the natural sponge where that sponge held the, the, the things that, you know, he drank, the sour wine. He, his body becomes the sponge and, and absorbs the things of life and the hardships and the and the the cross and the death and you know and, and he, you know his when life squeezes him blood comes out, you know, he is the symbolic even of the sponge himself. Right. And so that's just it's so significant,
0: you know. Um so verse thirty one mm-hmm. since it was the day of preparation um for Passover. Right. And so that the bodies would not remain on the cross uh, on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath was a high day. It was. It was. It was not just a. Um, it was not just a Sabbath, but it was a Passover Sabbath. You right. know, um, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and at once there came out blood and water And so Um, I want to make note to that because in revelation it talks about a river flowing Mm. from mount zion Right, it talks about a river and so this river is, is 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 going out to water the trees to feed and heal the nations and so this is the picture that Revelation is talking about. It's not some future one day thing. It's something that has already happened to John. Right. He saw Jesus high and lifted up mm-hmm. on the mountain. Yeah. See, people think the Book of Revelation is a, is
1: something that's to come, but most of it it's what's already happened. Right. And we think of it as chronological. But no. Not, it's not chronological. It's it's no. It's, it's 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 more poetic than it is yeah. literal, and we t- we take that book and kind of twist it. So you know when you're talking about prior the hyssop bush, and we have spoken about this, and in our Revelation podcast you can go back to it. But I'm going to reiterate it because the blood and water, because it was it's been, you know it's been known that the hyssop bush uh, holds water inside of its branches, and when it's dipped in blood, blood and water comes out. And so when you look at the the priest, uh, he would have to uh, go. Um, Go and, and, and go past the basin of water, uh, and where the temple built the blood, the drain, and the, and the water would carry the blood out, and the out blood uh, comes out blood and water. And you talked about earlier how items were being um, offered and anointed by the hyssop bush, and the articles in the tabernacle that was done by hyssopush dipped in blood and sprinkled upon the furniture which blood and water came out and here jesus is being pierced in his side and when you connect it to the revelation of the flowing river of god you're you're bringing new testament old testament into one and you're seeing right here from the from this pivotal point of Jesus when they pierced his side blood and water comes out as to stick, signify the sacrifice has been accepted because the only way people would find out that their sacrifice was accepted is if the blood would come in through the water right
0: yeah, even through pagan sacrifices. That yeah, is
1: and know. that's just what it is. But but here Jesus, we know the ultimate sacrifice. He was pierced. Isaiah fifty three tells us all this that he was pierced from his. He, he was wounded by our transgressions, bruised by our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. So these are the things that we now stand upon the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't use his blood as a magical term. We don't use his name as some incantation. We speak his name by. A Authority. we stand upon his blood because we've been adopted just like john just like jesus spoke to john on the cross and his mother there was an adoption sonship we are in sonship daughtership into the kingdom of god by the blood of jesus his blood still speaks his blood still stands true his blood still flows and the river of god still flowing to the church
0: right and and that's not something to look forward to one day. And that, like, and that's where I think I want to really draw that distinction mm-hmm. with, with specifically the book of Revelation. It's like most
1: of the—90% th- of the things that's happened in Revelation have already happened. Right, right. There's a lot of things still happening, and there's a lot of things that have yet to happen. It's all coming together. And, in, in, you know, we've been raised, and I've raised you that way, that this is chronological. When this happened, this, 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 this is going to happen.
0: No, that's, you know, False. And, um, and I know, know it challenges belief systems. It does. But, like, looking at it, I mean, looking at it from from the context of, you know, when you when you read stuff like this, and then you look at Revelation and you read that, right? you see that, you know, this is what John was talking about. Correct. You know, this is what he was talking about. And, and Jesus was lifted up on the mountain. He was pierced, and out from his side came... And water, blood and water you know yeah. that's that's the new river that's the river of life
1: flowing from the side of Jesus thus he Jesus then tells about the holy spirit which is also the water represents the holy spirit and you can't get the holy spirit unless you receive the blood see this is all correlating yeah it's all connected and John does a wonderful
0: job putting the pieces together absolutely and so um <clears throat> um in the in the synoptic gospels um we 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 hear the account of the ground shaking, the sky getting dark, and the the temple veil being torn in half. John doesn't give us that picture um but but I wanna kind of intertwine those things in here because you know he was on this day he baptized the earth with his blood and water mm-hmm. he Tore the veil in the temple of the Holy of Holies so that way everybody has access to it. Right. Right. And so we now see the earth being rebirthed mm-hmm. through his blood. You know, if you think about it, I heard a scholar say, and I believe um, it was either N.T. Wright or Sam Witherington third, but, um, you know, you, you see the earth... Almost in a new creation type of lens. Because, you know, on the day of creation, when God spoke things into existence, you know, things started moving and shaking and coming forth out of right, nothing. Right. Now you see, when Jesus shed his blood and he passed away, he gave his spirit up. The earth begins to shake and tremble, the skies grow dark and dim. You see the temple and the veil being torn. It gets dark, it's nighttime. Right? Right. In Genesis chapter 7, you know, I mean, I'm mean, i sorry, on the seventh day in this creation story of Genesis, um, we see six times God says it was night and it was day and that was the first day. It was night, it was day, that was the second day. All the way up until the seventh day. You notice how it never ends. In Genesis, it never says it was night and then it was day and that was the seventh day. It says, and on the seventh day God rested. Now I want you to take, for instance, now, the day that Jesus died was the end and the beginning Mm. of the seventh day going into the eighth day, Mm. a new beginning, Mm. the next day of creation.
1: You know, you were talking about the washing of water, you know, what just immediately while you were speaking came to my mind was Noah. There, you know, the, the great flood that came through, and it flooded the whole earth. Never had it happen since then. But what did Noah do when he came out of the ark? And Genesis 8 talks about that. Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and he, what he did was he took every clean beast and offered clean birds and offered burnt offerings at the altar, <coughs> thus moving forward. Yeah. I mean, then you, you can correlate with the Acts 2 scenario. You know, with with a with the river of the Spirit of God and and people receiving yeah and releasing right and that river continues to flow. I mean, same with the prophet saw the river of God. He jumped right. in ankle, knee, waist, chest. Right, he hit this again. Yeah, yep. And so, like the river is still flowing
0: today. Right. You know, we sit around waiting for the next. Move of God. I
1: just believe God's getting ready to do something. Well, no, he's he already doing it. He's,
0: no, he's already done it. Right. You just got to access it. And now. it's still
1: going. It hasn't stopped.
0: It exactly. Hasn't. That's the thing about a river. You can't unless unless you yeah you put a you dam it up yeah you, you know? know and so you know the river doesn't stop. We're the ones who can put a, a man-made infrastructure in the way to quote unquote dam it up. Well, religion, religion doctrinal doctrinal things things, you know man-made um things that that get in the way we we can stop the flow absolutely of of the river and 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 it's up to us to now break down those traditional things and legalistic things that hold us out of the river
1: you know one of the things that the holy spirit keeps prepping my mind about is when you know you know you know pastor you should be careful when you talk about beliefs and various things you don't want to offend nobody and you know there 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 are denominations that are ready to let the holy spirit flow or non denominations but let me tell you when when you get to the point where you think you can you've got a key of controlling how the holy spirit moves then you are in dangerous grounds right the river has to flow whenever the river flows it it, it carves itself what it needs to be right on the land, right and exactly, so, and so so we we can we don't have a monopoly you to damming up the river is right. a dangerous thing, yeah, and like here's
0: the here's the here's the kicker you cannot make the river flow again by fasting, you cannot make the river flow again by um intercessory prayer, right, you cannot make the river flow again through creating new things to do. Right, you must step back, go right. to where it was stopped. Right, break it apart so that we can flow again. Right, and that's what our goal is. Correct. As ministers of of the gospel and as as disciples of Jesus Himself, you know it's our job to stop, to go back, to break up the dam so that way the 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 river can flow again. Yes
1: yeah and and we have to and we in and, and it is not something that you have to control now don't, don't get me wrong you can't be so uh, thinking that you know i can't control the holy spirit there has a there has to be some um some personal level of where you have to submit to god but yet it's not like it is totally out of your means of obeying god where you you don't know what you're doing right Makes sense. Right. So, so, but you cannot, you should not rather, and, and the, and the, in our churches, and our personal life, allow us to assume that we have a monopoly on the Holy Spirit and that we control when he flows, when he should not flow. Right. And, and so that is that is dangerous. That is blasphemy. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so you demeanor the power of God and what he is and who he is. In us and for the church,
0: right? I agree with that. Um, yeah, we we can't control the Holy Spirit, um, but but in a sense we kind of try to. Yeah, we always do. You know, it's and, just what and we in do. a sense, some churches actually do control the Holy Spirit by quenching right,
1: yeah, him from
0: moving right,
1: and so it's like, and I think in there's a fine line there as well because as ministers and I and you know I've listened. To our general overseer, and he was sitting down with uh, Kilpatrick, John P- Kilpatrick. And he. one of the things he said that stood out to me was John Kilpatrick said that we are to, pa- pa- ministers are to be um, res- uh, overseers of God moving in their churches. Right. So, yes, you are accountable of allowing Him to move. So, yes, you, we can quench, we can be in control that we quench the Holy Spirit. Right. But we are to allow... Um,
0: but then we also quench him by telling him what he can and can't do. Yes.
1: See, there's that fine line that I feel has to be defined to our if listeners. If you're going to give him
0: control, give him control, period. Com- no matter what it looks like or and what And accept
1: it, the outcome. Yeah. Whether it's out of your means or not. Right.
0: And that's the biggest um, struggle, yeah. I want to say, in most churches today. Even in
1: Christians. Yeah. Personal lives. Right. Followers.
0: Yeah, it's a struggle. It is. Um, because we, we're we we're a creature of control yeah. and habit.
1: It's of nature.
0: But, I mean, Jesus, when he was killed and out of his side poured blood and water. Yeah. You know, it's flowing to us today. It's flowing to you and me. We just have to jump in and access it. Amen. Yeah. And receive it. Yeah um so yeah verse 37 another scripture says uh, they will look on him to whom they have pierced and after these things joseph of arimathea who was a disciple of jesus but secretly for fear of the jews asked pilate that he might take away the body mm-hmm. of jesus and pilate gave him permission so he came and took his body and nicodemus also who earlier had come to jesus by night came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes and 75 pounds in weight. <laughs> wow. So they took the body of Jesus, bound him in linen cloth with the spices, as is the barrel custom of the Jews. Now, in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, which we talked about last podcast about Adam and Eve in the garden, and in the garden was where Jesus gave up his right, and in the garden now he is placed. It's a garden tomb. In the garden, a new tomb, which no one had yet laid in. So, because of Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was um, was close at hand, they laid Jesus in there. So, I want to take notice that Nicodemus is now reappearing in the story. Nicodemus is trying to help Jesus, you know, his preparation for his burial. And so, they have to do it quickly because, you know, they have to... Um, rest on the Passover day because it's Passover Sabbath. Right, and so you know we now see Nicodemus who was struggling, now come to the light of Christ and now is now a follower. You know, it's saying that Jesus, what Jesus said to him worked; it had impact. You know, and so you know there are, there are things that we have to go through of suffering in order to win the one, and Jesus did that. He did that. He went through suffering and pain just to win over, you know, people like Nicodemus. People like you and me. Amen. And we need that. Yeah. So but um, you know, that's I know we talked about a good bit in this podcast, um but, you know, we're kinda leaving on a on a on a sad note because, you know, we're we know what happens, but right now, um, Jesus is dead in this part of the story, he's buried and um, you know, for the disciples, it seems like there's no hope. For Mary, you know, it seems like no hope. You know, it seems hopeless right now. And there are there are people who are facing many hopeless situations, you know, um, hopeless. And it doesn't look, you know, good for us, some of us. But, um,
1: you know, the night is here, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. You know, one more thought before we close this out, you know, you know, The one who's allowing Jesus to be buried in the tomb that he had not been used. You know, that to me is so important, how we must give God everything, even in places where we've prepared to die. Let him, let him reside in it. Right. You know, because there, there has to come a resurrection. That's, we, we all know that's where we're heading towards. But there's places in us that we have to surrender and say, Lord, I, if I if I give you my place of death, right. then I know there is a resurrection. I mean, that's what Abraham did when he took his son Isaac. He looked at the, those that came with him. He says, we're going to go up on this mountain and we're going to come back. He knew what God was requiring of him. He knew what, what the expectation was. And yet still he knew that. He trusted in God, whether he was afraid in, do it, in doing it, whether he had anxiousness about it, regardless, though that means even though you you've face fear and anxiety and anxiousness and struggles, your operation, your reaction of faith still supersedes all that you feel, faith has nothing to do with what you feel. And 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 when when I'm reading this, it, it, to me, it's just tying into how we have to give God the things that we're prepared to die to, or we're trying to die to, or or the things that we prepare to give up on. What is it that we're, we're we say, God, I have to give you this tomb. I have to give you. I'm gonna let you l- do what you got to do, so that there's there's a new day that's coming I mean you just spoke on the new day this is the new day
0: yeah yep so you know we're as we're closing in on the last couple of chapters here of John you know we've been through a lot we've talked through a lot and um, but you know we just have to realize that we all go through times of suffering and times of pain and times of anguish and but it's 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 what we do through those times and how we respond to Jesus, um, you know, we see Jesus up on the cross giving Himself to all of mankind. We see the blood and water pouring out from His side, which is significant because all through the whole Gospel, He's talked about blood and water and wine and yeah. new days and 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 all this stuff. And you know, the temple veil was torn. Giving us access, you know, to be high priests of a new covenant, a superior covenant. The covenant of his blood that he poured out on us. So, just know today that Jesus, you know, he paid the price for it all. Yeah. He gave us what we need. He gave us access to the Father. We are adopted. Now we just had to live in it. We have to live in the river instead of trying to block it. But we want to thank you for training the Calvary's Compass. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything and your support and your listening. Um, you know, if you like what you heard, check us out on Facebook. Uh, check us out on our website, MountCalvaryCog.com. Um, God bless, and we'll see you next week. See ya.